Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. At this point where I am, I kind of let everybody feel how they feel. You know what I'm saying? It's not an opinion-based business. It's a money-based business and a number-based business. So for me, I try to leave the personal out of it. You know what I'm saying? My personal relationship is my personal relationship. It's for the people outside of a relationship to kind of speculate or kind of like draw conclusions or kind of figure it out as they go. People that's involved in the, between the two people or anybody else involved are the people that know. So for me, you know, I get tired of <laughs> the same story over and over. Absolutely. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? For everybody else, it's a new offseason for you to play around with. As far as like with the money and all that type of stuff, like I can't control none of that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of put my hat on, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's a long off season in front of me. As far as like with the future, I don't have any surprises for you right now. But for me, I'm gonna still beat me regardless. Stefan Diggs at the Pro Bowl when asked about you know his off season, his future. It's not Groundhog Day. It's February fifth. I can't decide <laughs> if this one's different for me than other ones. I go back and forth every time I hear it, every time it comes up. Because he always talks like that Yep, most of the time, but doesn't he also know at this point that that's going to have a certain reaction? And is he just having fun with it? Is he just messing around? Does he truly just not give a bleep? Like what does he? I don't. I don't know. Does he actually have a real motivation? I really wonder. Does he want the Bills to know? Hey, don't restructure my contract and lock. I don't. I don't need to be traded now. Don't lock me in for five years. If I want to go somewhere when I'm 33 years old, in three years, like leave that door open. I don't know what. I don't know what to do with any of it. Well. Eight oh three oh five fifty is our number. If you have a, a thought on it, to me, because also I, he it's he could just so easily say the token, like he could just make it a non-story so easily. That's if, right. If he cared about that, that's right. He could, but he doesn't. Right. Because he doesn't want to play the game. That's it. Bill Belichick could just answer questions from the media. He doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. How bad is that comparison? I made it with Sal an hour ago. How bad is that comparison? Bill, you've got a big game coming up this weekend. Uh, you know, what's going to go on at cor- a quarterback? Uh, we'll, play, we'll play who uh, who we play. Oh, all right. But he puts no thought into his answers. Doesn't Diggs sound like he's putting some thought into, like, he's trying to give you a real answer on some level? Yes. He's not, he's yes. not being – Belichick is fake when he goes up there and, and says nothing. I don't think Diggs is – being fake. No, Diggs' answer 
lines up with everything he says. The second answer there about, like, it's not up to me, you know, money, business numbers, this and that. One of the things he said is, like, I'm going to be me no matter what. He knows if he does get traded and he goes somewhere, he's going to have to go to work. Are we sure he – let's let's play it out even further. It's I mean, it's ridiculous is maybe overstating it, but he, he it's so difficult to trade him. He doesn't get to pick where he goes. No, he, he – so, so, right, right. So th- he, that's he, why, like, him even answering in terms of there being any doubt whatsoever, it's not up to me. I don't know about the money. Wait, what do you, if doesn't your agent know? Doesn't your GM know and has said to you that, like, there there is nothing to? What do you mean? What there is to figure out money wise and whether you'll be here? What is there to figure out? I'm still trying to find an avenue for him to not be on the team in the first place, and he thinks that that's in doubt. Like that's what I don't get. And maybe Mike Gennady will have a different answer for me in 20 minutes on, oh, no, there is this you can do, and you can move him off the team this way if he really wanted to make it ugly. I just don't see a scenario where they find a trade or a release where he's not on the bills anymore. Right, and he knows that, and his agent knows that. That's what I'm saying, which is if you know that, it's not like you can pick where you go. So Mm -hmm. he can't. He just really can't do anything. That's the thing about it. He can't really do anything. So he's probably accepted that on some level. He wants to finish the season stronger than he did last this last year. It was not a strong finish for him. You want to talk about one drop in a playoff game or some drops down the stretch. I mean, he had a he had a fumble in the playoff game, by the way, on the first possession. Right. Right? Against the Chiefs. They got that back. And he mentioned the drop, too. Like, is yeah. a play he wants back, obviously. Like people say like he, he wants... Took, he took he accountability People there. want him to take more personal accountability, which, of course, he did there. Yep. He did. People... He is... Uh, you want to say he brings it on himself? Go for it. He brings it on himself that he is cryptic or he is somewhat quiet, and people fill silence with what they think. There's a, there's a good example of this from... Last night, where I'm going to bring up Taylor Swift at the Grammys. Uh huh. You see, Taylor Swift, the big controversy at the Grammys is that she shunned Celine Dion. Wow. She, she snubbed her. Sorry. Celine Dion goes to give the award to Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift is up there to accept the Grammy, and someone starts to talk to her from behind. And she looks, and she goes, and she grabs the Grammy from Celine Dion and just turns forward and doesn't acknowledge Celine mm. Dion. And. What what happens? And then Celine Dion RKO'd her off the stage <laughs> like a wrestler. So what happens in that moment? There's there's silence. What do people do? Well, clearly, Taylor did that and snubbed Celine Dion. Wow, can you believe she did that? And the reality is, whether she did or not, it, it you're going to confirm your priors. That's what a lot of this is. We fill silence with what we think might have happened. For instance, uh, the, maybe the best example of this, we'll just go right back to Diggs. What did Diggs? What was Diggs yelling on the sideline in the Cincinnati game? What was he yelling? I don't actually remember. Nobody knows, right? It's ne- okay, right? We don't it's know. That's never why. been said. Yeah. Nobody knows. What has it been made into? That he was yelling at Josh. That he was trashing his quarterback. Yeah. Nobody knows what he actually yelled. It's never even been reported, rumored, anything. Mm-hmm. People filled the silence with what it was. All right, I, I never heard what it was. He could have been complaining about, he's holding me all day. I mean, I'm just, whatever. You want to say I'm playing devil's advocate. Nobody knows what he said. Fill the silence. And what Diggs does is he allows people to fill that silence because he doesn't play the game. 
So this this though, the, the question is though, Joe, about like how much you have to care about it. Each person can make a decision how much they have to care about it. Once it happens three times, mm-hmm. you could be the kind of person that says, "I'm so annoyed. I'm done with this guy," and in your head want to move on. Or you could just decide for your own mental health to say, "You know what? I'm just not going to worry about it." It's right. You could say, "I'm done with this guy" in terms of all that. And I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this part of the of the digs right. the, of the digs being a Buffalo and, Bill experience. And there's a there's a question to be asked about Brandon Bean. What does Bean think? Does he think, uh oh, or does he think I I, I don't I'm not going to worry about it. I don't care. Or does Bean watch the don't think? What do you mean? There, there's nothing to figure out. Like it, Bean doesn't me, watch it and think anything because Bean can speak to him directly. Right. You don't have to spend. You have to send a message to Bean. Bean's constantly in conversation with the agent of the player. So anything that happens on television, why do I have to worry about it? That's for everybody else. I can just pick up a phone. But that's where like it, it's conf- it would be confusing to me. You, I would pick up the phone and ask him because the easy answer that's just a cop out that doesn't even have to be true is, oh yeah, we're gonna because nobody will hold you to it if you got traded is just go any form of go bills basically is the digs moving that story along nobody cares nobody mentions it ever again and the truth of the matter is that he's going to be on the bills i think because the contract's immovable so if the truth is that he's a bill and the easy answer is that he's a bill he's answering bleep i don't know as whether he'll be a bill next year i could just throw it off because i guess or i could think what is he talking about in what world are you not a bill next year? Why would you ever answer the question that? Why is the idea in his head that it's I don't know? Because if he would have talked to his GM and coach at the end of the season and and with his agent and they would have known the contract situation, I think he would know there's 0% chance you're not a bill next year. Well, I wouldn't say there's 0% chance. But, but what's, then how are they – what's the 1%? They're trading him? Well, maybe like a 4%. Maybe. I just don't see how that happens. I can't put it at zero. The Broncos just released Russell Wilson. The Broncos, though, are not competing for a Super Bowl right now, right? He would have to make it so ugly for me. Like, that I can't, I can't foresee that happening, by the way. He would have to make it so ugly to me to get... He has to convince the Bills to take, like, a 20-plus million dollar dead cap figure because he's such a problem. Because just on the field purposes, that's not getting them to trade him. And... That just wouldn't happen. Which is why I'm putting it... I I think it is insane to think of him not being on the Bills next year. And for him to not just automatically be like, what are you talking... Cameron Wolf, why... Dude, I'm not answering that question. Like, it would be it would be a dumb question to me. He doesn't answer that question like it's a stupid question. But to me, it should be treated like it's a stupid question. What do you mean I'm not going to be on the Bills next year? Stop asking me that question. He just doesn't want to play your game. That's it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna patronize you. I just don't think there should be a game in the first place, though. But the the game is he's on the bills. But but, That's bef- it. but before <laughs> asked the question, are you going to be on the bills? He says, "I'm tired of those same questions." Then gets the question again. He does say that. He does say that. He doesn't want to play your game. That's what I would. I I would just. I would just not worry about it. I would not think about it at all. If I'm Brandon Bean, I'm planning on being wide receiver number one at training camp on whatever day that is. Yeah. And planning I, on him being at minicamp? That, too. I heard a caller calling to show up on the Bulldog on Friday afternoon and bring up some hypothetical where could the Bills get better at wide receiver with Diggs not on the team? There's no chance on God's green earth they're going to be better <laughs> at receiver next year. Already, well, with what they have, if you remove Diggs from the equation and 
are paying the amount of exorbitant cap hits that would come with him not being on the team anymore. I mean, what are they at wide if, receiver? If it's they're, Stephon Diggs is not on the Bills. If they're better, then you can roll out those Brandon Bean sunglasses pictures all you want. Oh, I mean, you that can would put be, 10 that, pairs of sunglasses that, on. That would be some pretty impressive stuff to be better at receiver. They're not going to be better spot. at receiver if Diggs is not on their team next But there's year. a point to be made here where getting to this point means that, as you're laying it out, with you can't. If you had drafted receivers the last couple of years, if you had started to bolster the way we expect them to this offseason, then you could have that flexibility. Both, right. you know, that, that's what it Wait, comes down to. Wait, flexibility to what? To, to trade him then? Or to, or to, to think about a future without him? To think him? about a future where you could be better without him. The emergence of Khalil Shakir does not give you the opportunity to say, like, oh, you know what, I could be better without that guy. Whereas if you had drafted, I don't, I, I don't even know who the name is. Jaden Reed. Not, not exactly the right guy. Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Yeah. Although he's a UFA, so that's not exactly A guy right that either. you like think is like can be a legit one. What, what, sure. If, if you had done something else and mm-hmm. decided that Gabe wasn't it, he was going to be a role player. Yep. You might have more flexibility, but you don't have that. You are, you are in crisis mode at the position, yeah. uh, as it is, where we know that it's a need, and you certainly can't make yourself more in need. Well, also in actions speak louder than words, and he, the biggest commitment he's made. I mean, why is this so tough? To even have a hypothetical conversation about moving on from Diggs. Why is it so different from when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill? Diggs chose that, too. It, it Diggs said to Sal last year at training camp that he wants to finish his career as a Buffalo Bill. And I think like a lot of people, I would have thought, okay, well, he can't really answer that any other way. See, here's the problem. But, here's the problem. But, but what I was, well, wait, wait, let me just finish. He signed a contract before that that says... Oh, I'm 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 going to be a bill the rest of my career because they've arrived at this point now where the, why is there a thirty million dollar cap it because Diggs signed a contract extension until he's thirty five years old as a Buffalo Bill. Ask yourself, everybody out there, and ask you. You ask yourself this: Why is it when he says that? Well, that doesn't count. He says a thing the whole time. Everybody that's asking, why doesn't he just say he wants to retire a bill? He did. Well, it doesn't count. You won't play your game, and then when he does play the game, it doesn't count. He said, no, right. In that, for, uh, you so, should because he's proven to you that he'll be willing. He's not just going to give you the, I mean, the I'm token not, answer. I'm not saying I'm some sort of fool that has to believe every word he says, but the whole conversation boils down to why won't he just say it? And he did, and mm-hmm. it doesn't count. So, all right. In that case. And he signed the extension that makes him so hard to trade. He signed that. Right, he got paid big time, like a lot of receivers do. And he would have known when, I mean, his agent would have told him, you put pen to paper on this contract, they own you the rest of your career. You okay with that? And he signed it. Right, he would have been excited to sign it. It would have been a good deal to sign for everybody involved. So the Bills, too, to get a stud receiver locked up for big money for long term, like, you know, that's something you want to do. So, had he said, oh yeah, I want to retire a Bill, what would the reaction be? Yeah, do you believe him? Today? Do you believe him? Does anybody believe him out there? That would be the conversation. Who believes him? Should we believe him? So, I think he's. I think he just doesn't play the game. 803 one 888-550-2550. I'm stunned they haven't talked about it on ESPN yet. Well, like 20 minutes into get up here. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb's taking too much of the attention there in the Cowboys offense because, what, his family members are going after Dak? So Yes, and he doesn't have a contract yet. 
which again is a huge part of the Diggs thing. He has a contract, a big one. This is year one of a four-year extension. Yeah. I mean, that's another part of two. I like. I don't even want to entertain hypotheticals because I, I, Diggs is a very good player. But given what he looked like in the last eight games, okay, you want to trade Stephon Diggs. What do you really think you're getting for Stephon Diggs when he has $70 million in guaranteed money left on his deal? And we've talked about how many receivers are in the draft. You're Team X, and you think you're a Super Bowl contender this year. D- what's a better idea? Use your first-round pick on a rookie wide receiver in a really loaded class or spend your first-round pick to get digs at th- going into an age 31 season where you said his worst eight games is a Buffalo Bill, oh, and you're on the hook for $70 million guaranteed, if that's the number, is what Spotrack says, over the next four years. What's a better idea? Nobody's giving you their first-round pick. No, I don't think anybody thinks that. Nobody's are. giving you anything that's going to help you replenish that position. You're going to have to do it. You have to get lucky. You have to do what the Packers did, drafting five receivers and hoping that you hit on three of them. Cliff. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kingsbury's back in the league. But it's not for the Raiders. Offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Okay. Who go for Dan Quinn and now Cliff Kingsbury. Not very optimistic about that. They'll draft Drake May, right? Second overall? Maybe. We'll see about We'll see if Drake May goes one or two. I don't think I don't think one and two is ironclad. I saw um, was it Cowherd talking about this? Somebody was talking about how Caleb Williams' father very involved and like they have questions about the Bears organization. Yes, and then Caleb Williams' camp reached out to Cowherd to say, "Oh no no no, there's no problem with the Bears." Okay, so he he made sure okay that that's the case. That might just be posturing too. Again, should we believe them? <laughs> yeah. If not, if well, they maybe we should if they, if, if they had not said that, we would have filled the silence with, "Well, he doesn't want to go to the Bears." So, there's there's a guy who's who is he playing the game when he says, "Oh no, there's no problem with the Bears." Eight oh three oh five fifty. 
one 888 Sabres play tomorrow against Dallas. You want some good news, Joe? Um, that might be a little bit of a snarky comment. Lance Lysowski just uh, tweeting out moments ago, the Sabres not expected to recall a forward. They'll go 13 forwards and 7-D against Dallas, something they've done a lot of this year. 13 and th- 13 Wait, seven, seven defensemen and Samuelson's out for the season? Uh, yeah, and still have seven defensemen. Sweet. Jacob Bryson, that's who I'm missing. Not going to recall. Return of the hot dog of the day tomorrow also. They had one for the Globetrotters. The Wilt the Stilt Dog. They <laughs> did? Yeah, Josh tweeted. The Wilt the Stilt Wilt Dog? Wilt the Stilt Dog. Yep, it had like pineapple chicken on it or something like that. I, I didn't try it. I'm not a big fan of pineapple chicken. Was, but the, was it like on a skewer or something? Nope, it was in a... It was the regular foot-long hot dog in a bun, and it had, you know, pineapples and, like, chicken, like, braised chicken on it. Huh. I can't remember what the sauce was, though. I'll I'll do pineapple on a pizza. I think I might draw the line before putting pineapple on a hot dog. I mean, it's pineapple chicken, so. Well, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not pieces of pineapple. Right, on the, yeah. Okay. Presumably, there's going to be some of that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay. it's, it's like tiny, tiny bits of pineapple, but it's, like, more so in the chicken than, you know, pineapple on its own. Okay. Bandits games. Good times. They won, right? Big, dramatic game, too. Those games are fun. They are fun. Fun times to be had at KeyBank Center. Yep. Home stand for the Sabres. They've got uh, Dallas. They've got St. Louis. You know, a couple games coming up. Jeremy and Joe, Mike Ginnity of Track to answer some of the financials of this. Um, how real is the salary cap? I think Bills fans... We, uh, unfortunately, are going to find out the salary cap is very real this year. <laughs> Some years it might not be that real. Very real this year. Mike Giannini, Spotrek, joining us next here on WGR. And even just this season, it's, and it's total, like, the balance of it, you know what I'm saying, rolling with the punches, you know, uh, the first eight games and the last eight games or nine games or ten games, however you dice it, it's just it was a different picture, you know what I'm saying? It's something I had to get adjusted to, you know, as a teammate, just, just rolling with the punches, being the best teammate you could be, best player you could be, and keep growing from it. Stefan Diggs at the Pro Bowl. Jeremy and Joe, good morning, happy Monday. Well, overcast out there today, high 38 today. As uh, we enter Super Bowl week, the Chiefs, and 49ers have made it to Vegas. Adam Schefter accidentally tweeted the Chiefs and Commanders have arrived in Las Vegas. I saw that, yeah. That's kind of funny, like a little slip. Oh, the Commanders. Oh, wow. All right. They're playing commanders, ha- how do you misspell 49ers? Like you're going to the number keyboard when you type that in. <laughs> you Somehow must just you be went thinking about the Commanders for some reason. For something. They're going to yeah. play at halftime. On the Western Hotline is Mike Gennetti of Spotrack, Spotrack.com. Mike, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on for a few minutes with us. Super Bowl week, of course, and uh, the Bills headed to the offseason. We just watched the the Senior Bowl. Now maybe focusing on free agency at this point. Mike, I got a question I want to kind of ask is, you know the the phrase out there that's not exactly right. The cap's not real. But if you'll humor me for a moment, is it uh, varying degrees of real based on how flexible teams can be with with what they can do and we know the bills can do some stuff but it feels like you know if if you like to playfully embrace that statement um that this year for the bills the cap is the most real it's been in quite some time yeah that's exactly right it's it's as real as it needs to be in the moment you know what i mean so you can certainly massage it to the nth degree um there's a limit of course it's a hard salary cap which is really the only league in american sports where that exists so you know, there is a threshold, of course, 
But, you know, these cap conversions, these restructures, the ability to extend a player and lower a cap hit, which is, you know, all of these things are going to come into play for the Buffalo Bills this offseason, allows you to manipulate things so much in terms of the bottom line that it, it makes Brandon Bean's job a heck of a lot harder. But at the same time, it allows you to keep really good teams together for three to four seasons. And then eventually that bill comes due, right? We're seeing that with the Saints. We're going to see that with the Eagles here in, I don't know, 18 to 24 months. So eventually it does hit. But rising salary cap every year, a league that makes billions of dollars every year, you can keep up with it as long as you continue to massage it and as long as you have players that are worth handing signing bonuses in March to and not having to wait for base salaries to hit in September and October. Yeah, so if you go to the team tracker page, for instance, right now on your site, Track, and you see the Bills like $51 million over the cap, you know, it's it's a lot. It's not like it's panic mode, though, right? Like, So for you, like... How easily will they be? How easily a time will they have getting under the cap? Um, is there enough there for them to do this off season to where, you know, they'll at least do that, and then they'll just have to figure out how much is left over for agency. Yeah, that's well said. So th- that's a number that's daunting. You know, it's I believe it's the second lowest in the league right now. You know, you can free up almost half of that with just restructuring your quarterback contract and, and Josh Allen, and that's kind of baked into the cake right there. So. You can get yourself pretty much cap compliant with three or four moves. So I wouldn't say that's too too big of a situation to have to deal with. You know, the Saints are going to have to make nine or ten moves to get under the 82 that they're sitting in right now. But uh, it, it's we've had it worse. We've had it better. I, I think I, I understand the sentiments that, that's being passed around from the front office, whereas they're not going to be able to open up enough to make a splash in March. That's not what this team's going to be about this offseason. But certainly getting compliant – being able to pay off your draft class, things like that, maybe bringing back a couple of those free agents on, you know, hopefully team-friendly contracts is what this offseason is about. So not not the worst situation they've been in, but certainly a situation where five or six moves can get them back into where they need to be. So maybe not a splash. Can you foresee with the series of moves, like we talked earlier about Odell Beckham, um, mm-hmm. and like if he if his market's not there and it can the number can get down to around like six seven million dollars. I know I think your site has him more around like eleven, but if that can number can get under ten, like is that a range you think they can get into for free agency? Do you think it's only like only a couple million bucks? Like I know they're not going to make the Von Miller signing, but do you think they have it in them to get to a place where there could be that mid tier free agent? That's exactly how they have to operate, right? You're not, I mean, you, you, you can't sit, put yourself into the Mike Evans, T. Higgins conversation here because, unfortunately, those are the players that go out there and get baseball-type contracts in free agency this offseason. It's not going to happen. So you've got to be thinking smaller, you know, maybe even a reunion with a player like Zay Jones who could be down in that 3 to $4 million mark after getting released out of Jacksonville. Uh, that's, that's the market. And, and, obviously, you can use void years and make $10 million look like $3 million on your cap this year. So it's not like – the number has to be ridiculously low. You're not talking about veteran minimum contracts only here, but something in that 6 to 10 range for, you know, your wide receiver, your safety, things like that that have to get replaced this offseason is absolutely where the Bills need to, have, need to have their heads in March and April. How about – so one big reason I wanted to get you on was Stephon Diggs. He made comments mm-hmm. at the Pro Bowl. The, the whole machine got fired up again about whether he wants to stay in Buffalo or whatnot. He said, I don't know – about being a bill next year and whether that means has to mean anything is one conversation but Mike from the cap standpoint and where his contract lies even if yeah. if he marched into Brandon Bean's office today and said I want to be traded is it even possible 
Yeah, everything's possible. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, they would have to say no to him immediately. But the, the contract absolutely says they're going to say no to him immediately, right? Because you're going to take a bath. You're going to take over $3.5 million in terms of cap just to trade him basically when this offseason starts. Now, you want to talk about something later in the summer. Maybe they've, maybe they've drafted or signed a couple of players that fill out that room a little better, and you want to try to get some value for Stefan Diggs. That, that's the other part of this, Jeremy, is – are you going to trade this guy at basically his low, right? I mean, the age, the production over the last 10 weeks, all the, all the, the, the talking points are coming together here, and you're going to take a little bit of a cap hit to do it. There, there's $31 million at dead cap. He's got a roster bonus coming up here. There's just so many reasons that this contract says this is not the offseason to do anything with Stefan Diggs, but you know, we're not inside that locker room. We don't know what kind of mechanisms are happening there. Um, all I can tell you is from a business standpoint, after 2024 is when this conversation really should be starting. Right. Because I guess the Bills have a decision. There's the there's the bigger picture decision of, you know, as you mentioned, Mike, at the start, a three to four year window, the teams can keep it together. And then the bill comes due. Where mm-hmm. are the Bills in that general idea? Are they at four? Oh, no, no, no. And that's a narrative I've been really trying to push back on. Right. This the Josh Allen extension really didn't start until last season. If we're talking about where the big money, the big cash payouts, and you know, this cash is a part of it. The owner has to pony up a lot of money in March for a lot of these early guaranteed contracts. So that's a big part of it. But we're really only in, I would say, year two, truly, of where this cap gets, gets really messy in March and you really have to do a heck of a lot of work and maybe lose some significant players in order to do that, right? That's what the Chiefs had to do basically two years ago with Tyron Matthew and Tyree Kill. And, they're still kind of spinning their wheels from a roster standpoint to make sure they can stay relevant. So if Buffalo's halfway through this, a four-year plan, that probably is where the money says it should be. So maybe it gets a little bit worse on the cap next year, especially if they make a couple of extensions in this offseason that I expect. But two more years at least with this iteration, and that's with Josh Allen's contract kind of staying pretty nice and level, which is – you know, we're not talking about a top of the market contract for Josh Allen anymore, guys. This is this is we're getting value out of that right there. So uh, you're not having to sign a player for sixty million a year for at least three more seasons. There's five years left on that contract, and and that's a benefit that Buffalo can play with here. All right, two two individuals I wanted to get your take on defensively, um, mm-hmm. and I think they are you know kind of in different spots, kind of in similar spots depending. Um, Von Miller and Tre'Davious White are they at a point with Von where they just that you can't really trust him long term right now, so maybe don't touch the deal. And with White, do you, do you think it's likely that they have to move on from him just because of the size of the of the cap hit this year? Yeah, the Von Miller conversation's uh, you know a long one, right? There's a, there's a lot of ways this could go, and, and we don't even know yet if there's going to be any discipline handed down, which actually might benefit the Bills financially. But just assuming that you know things ride out, and, and he's just sort of a declining thirty year thirty four year old player. Yeah, that, that's how I would react. I would do nothing. You're, you're guaranteed through 2024, most, most of it now, all of it soon. I would just let the, the $23 million cap hit hit the books and understand that's the way to go. Now, there's other options that they can take if they have to free up some cap space, but just from a player production standpoint and needing to get out of this thing after 2024, you leave that one alone. Uh, Tredavia is certainly a different situation um, and unfortunately, the injuries have been piling up here. So for me, it's let's get out of this contract. Right? There's two years left. This was going to be a line of demarcation anyway, whether he's 100% healthy or in the situation he's in. Let's get out of this contract. And if it's a player that I know they love and they, and they think they could rehab back to some kind of help with that secondary that's depleted this offseason, 
let's start fresh with a contract. Let's make it cap friendly for this upcoming season and go from there. But absolutely, step one is getting out of this contract and uh, freeing up $6 million on March 13th. But last thing, just to wrap with you on, Mike, just on a follow-up on the Vaughn thing. If he were to get discipline, how does that work? Would they, would they get out of all of it? Would it be a, just a chunk of it? If he were to be suspended, how does, how does that work? So what it means is that there's language in this contract that says any kind of discipline from the league that leads to a suspension, any future salary guarantee would no longer be guaranteed, which means you know the 10 and change, the 10.7 million now plus the 6.4 that's going to guarantee on March 17th, all of that would be non-guaranteed. So they still have to take on the bonus dead cap, right, to, to move on from him. But that that all of the cash essentially in 2024 would about be up for grabs, and they could essentially move on this off season and make it work for them from a cap perspective. So that's, you know, I'm not saying I'm rooting for that, but that would certainly help a financial situation that may be a little bit of a mess right now for Buffalo. Mike Giannetti of Track. Mike, thanks very much. I'm sure we'll talk again uh, in the next couple weeks. Yeah, thanks, Mike. My pleasure. Spotrack.com. I feel like he should... I, I, I have that bookmarked now for the off season. What's that? Spotrack. Yeah, I got I got uh, I got Twitter up here. Or X. I got the NFL headlines page, the standings. Although I think, can I remove NHL standings from the bookmark uh, toolbar? <laughs> I've got Spot Trick up there. How do you so. feel about following all of these receivers on Twitter? Like, you see a guy like actually you, following you, them? Yeah, follow them on Twitter. Like, oh, I'll give that guy a follow. Give this guy a follow. So you see what kind of stuff they post. I don't think I follow any players. No, isn't it ninety percent of the time like promotional stuff? Hmm. Well, I feel like if they ever say anything interesting, it's gonna make make its way to my timeline anyway. Is usually the the take I have. Well, one, but I, I could I could be changed. My opinion could be changed. One Bills receiver just made its way into my timeline. Deontay Hardy, Deontay Hardy tweeting, "I just need an opportunity." Really? Mm-hmm. I just. I mean, need he an didn't really get one here. That was uh, ten o'clock last night. I just need an opportunity, Deontay Hardy. That's not that cryptic. Sometimes no, you, that's some, pretty. That's, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> he he really didn't, did not get very many opportunities in this offense. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll check in with Paul coming up in the nine o'clock hours. The Sabers are set to return to uh, the second half of the season after the break. We got the NHL All Star. Sorry, All Star stuff going back to the Olympics. And you you think that's good news? I love it. I'm that's, so happy. that's not even the best news in that announcement. There was better news in the announcement. That the little uh, League of Nations, what are they going to call it? That, that Nations tournament? I don't think it's called that, but it should be called that. The League of Nations? Yeah. It's available. Oh, I don't think the League of Nations is available. That's It's an old historical reference. No, but that's why it doesn't exist anymore. Right. That's true. Uh, what other news? Yeah, by the way, the it's a the four, na- four nations face-off. The four nations face-off is yes. using the 3-2-1 point system. Finland, Sweden, U.S., and Canada. They're doing what? They're using the 3-2-1 point system. I completely missed that. Yep. Really? Yep. Three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss. Oh, let's go. They're using the 3-2-1 point system for that tournament. Experimental, uh, see if it works. It definitely works. It works everywhere. But, you know, these these old owners, they want to see see the proof in the pudding. Oh, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good news. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. What's up? Yo, who's that? Yo! Yo, pick up the phone! Hello? Who's that? What's that? Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie! Yo! Who's that?
guys, do you guys have any idea what this is? Not an earthly idea. All right. Josh, any idea what that is? I mean, I had you get it. I, I didn't really know what it was. It also came out the year I was born, so right. that makes sense. But I, was, I feel like I've seen it on YouTube before. As the uh, resident old guy, I was wondering your Super Bowl memories, now that we're in Super Bowl week. Uh-huh. The what's up? You never had anything for it, huh? Never no, remember. This it. Okay. was a Super Bowl commercial. This was Budweiser's ad campaign for it became a cultural phenomenon for multiple years, and the guys got famous. I mean, I've heard that line before. Yeah, yeah it's from Scary Movie. That's that's, that's where that's I've heard from the commercials. You're saying Scary Movie got it from the commercials, or that's like where it originated. I'm just letting everyone listening that's older than you, I'm letting this wash over them. That yes, the thing from Scary Movie uh-huh. was a Budweiser ad campaign in the commercials. Huh. I thought it was the other way around. I, I, when I was when I was watching that, I thought it was the other way around. But Scary Movie One came out in 2000. Right. Same and year. This when what when, when commercial this year? What what year is this? Are these commercials like 1996? That said, the description on the YouTube video I got said 99. 99. Okay. Then of course you probably do you know who the Budweiser frogs are? <laughs> no. Nope. The only Budweiser thing I know is the is the 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 horses, the Clydes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were Budweiser frogs. Budweiser frogs. Yeah, yeah. For how long was this? Like a one year Mo- thing, or there nah, was? It would have been multiple, probably multiple years. The Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl advertising and commercials. It used to be. <laughs> Budweiser frogs. Here's, Look at these things. Here's a take for you. Hold on. Before memes existed. Super Bowl commercials defined our culture for a while. Like I said, like the "What's Up" guys became famous. Yeah, they would go on Leno and Le- David Letterman's Leno. show, <laughs> Jay Leno, The Tonight Show. Uh-huh. Yes, the Budweiser Frogs. You don't remember the Budweiser Frogs? No, I mean I'm looking. I just look. These are 1995, so this mm-hmm. is like yep. the year I was born. Yep. So no, the Budweiser Frogs. I also the third hit is the two. You Google Budweiser Frogs. It is the two YouTube videos, and then the third thing is an article that says world's worst ads ever. Number 34, Budweiser Trio of Frogs. What year did this thing come out? The list. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, okay. The person writing this has... Oh, no, sorry, no. It says best ads ever. I was going to say. It's best ads ever. It has to be the best ads ever. It's 30 years later, and I remember it. That's a sign of a good good advertisement. Number two on this list is the uh, the Betty White Snickers commercial from 2010. All right. That one was pretty good. She's, like, running a route and, like, just gets destroyed into 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 the mud. Don't remember that one too much. But you got the Budweiser frogs. The Cl- you mentioned the Clyde sales. Don't forget. Clyde sales, and by the classic. way, don't. By the way, when I say don't forget, you probably never saw. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I'll just say it. Anybody my age, I'm 44. The Bud Bowls. You don't remember the Bud Bowls? No. By the way, no. Shout out Budweiser who did all of these. Yeah, these are all Budweiser. The Bud Bowls were awesome. Here's going back and back in time. This is in the 80s now. We're in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bud Bowl 1, Bud Bowl 2. Yes. It used to be... We're still talking commercials? Yes. Yes. Except the Bud Bowl There was, were eight Bud Bowls. They peaked and faded. It, they, they, this, like, this, they had different announcers like each year. Because I have like a list. Like Chris Berman did Bowl, Bud Bowl 7. Marv Albert did Bud Bowl 6. Bob Costas did Bud Bowl 1. Yeah. What are we talking about? It's still a commercial, though, right? It was a fake 
football game between Budweiser and Bud Light. Were they all little beer <laughs> okay. bottles with helmets? Uh-huh. And at one point, Bud Dry was drafted and was a star quarterback or something. I don't, it was vid, it was little commercials of mm-hmm. Sal. Sal, come here, come here. All right, thank you. Sal walks by. He needed somebody <laughs> else that was born before the year 95. Most people listening wow. right now. Bud Bowls. Bud Bowl. Yeah. Bud Bowl 2, Bud Bowl 3. Yeah. They were Bud great. I'm, yes. I'm explaining to him how great they were and how the Super Bowl commercials used to be where you were legitimately, oh, man, Sunday's going to be huge. Now the commercials are still a big deal, but it was oh, yeah. more of an event around the commercials. 100%. And Budweiser always had some of the best commercials. Yep, yep. They really did. What are the other ones you remember? Because you might, you might have been walking in. One of the best ones I ever remember were the horses playing football. And at the very and they were like, and these two guys are watching it. Yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. they're playing a game. And I, at the I'm very gonna, end, I'm going to deliver the punchline. You go for it. Okay. At the very end, like they must have scored a touchdown, and they, the horse like snapped it back, and the other horse kicked it. And the guy says, "Do they always do that?" No, they usually go for two. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's pretty good. Horses kicking field goals. They usually yes, do that. No, they usually go good. for two. Yeah, see, there's. Uh, the was up guys, the Budweiser Blah, frogs, yeah, yep, that, that, all that, that stuff. You know that one, right? See, I knew the line. I knew the line. I didn't know where it was from though. <laughs> yes. Super Bowl's gone by. Thank you, Sal. You got it. So did they? Did this be like a series of? Because I the first Bud Bowl I saw a commercial, it was only like the first quarter. Yeah. Did they have like four different commercials as the game went on? Oh yeah. Okay. And then it was so Bud like you Bowl, would have to wait to see yes. until like the fourth quarter who yes. won the Bud. Bowl. And then Bud Bowl two was the next year. At the Super Bowl. Oh, it's Bud Bowl 2, and they would deliver storylines going in. So, yeah. I mean, you still have funny commercials and stuff, but there used to be throughout the game, yeah. I guess it was because commercials were not as expensive as they are now. Now they're insane. Oh, I mean, they're trillions They're, they're still expensive, <laughs> but, yeah, you would have a, a theme go throughout the game and get to the completion of it. Now you have Larry David doing crypto ads that have not aged well from two years ago. You should definitely go find that, by the way, if you have a second. Yeah. So good. Uh, <laughs> Eve writes, and if you remember the Budweiser Frogs and Bud Bowls, it's time to schedule your colonoscopy. Yes, that's right. Go to roswellpark.org slash WGR. The men of WGR uh, you know, e- e- you know, urging all of you to do that. But, hey, the Bud Bowls. They were great. They are awesome. You know what else I remember? A very obscure thing about Super Bowl advertising. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Gillette introduced the Gillette Sensor Razor during Super Bowl 25 Bills Giants. I'm pretty sure. Crystal clear. Yeah. Pepsi, another one. Pepsi's had a bunch of good ones. Crystal. Cheetos has always had a, a good round of them. Doritos. Doritos. Doritos more one. than, yeah, that's right. Taco Bell. Yeah. Anyway. Gronk kicking field goals. Some of the stuff I, I, I was thinking about, remembering the 80s and 90s that you would have missed out on. Yep. Yep. 803-0550, one 550 to uh, to join us on some Super Bowl memories there. Paul on the other side. See, Paul's even older. He'll tell us about, I don't know. Paul's going to tell us about like when uh, when Mean Joe Green threw a Coke to yeah, a kid. Yeah, threw a Coke to a That's kid. That's a Super Bowl commercial, That's wasn't right. it? That's right. Memories. 803-0550 to join us if you want. Uh, Paul next here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.